CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman. From hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more, whether you are pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Are you ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Like many origin stories, Hasia Abdul Salam's idea came to her as a light bulb moment. On a vacation in Las Vegas, Hasia wondered why there wasn't a product that could keep her wig in place in the warm weather, that it hit her. She was 100% capable of filling that gap herself. Hasia is the founder of The Renatural, a company simplifying and demystifying wigs, products that have been previously inaccessible, fragmented, and intimidating. Her innovative product, The Wig Fix, is a hypoallergenic, breathable, and lightweight silicone headband that secures your wig while protecting your scalp and promoting natural hair growth underneath. It also happens to be the first wig-related patent obtained in over 55 years. Asia is an industry disruptor, taking the industry miles ahead of where it has been for ages, and I can't wait to learn more about how she did it. So welcome to the work party, Asia. Thank you. What an intro. It's great to be here. Of course. So let's start off with your why, because it's super interesting. The journey began when you were writing your dissertation as a geography student. So tell us a little bit about that story, and then we'll get into your company. When it came to writing my dissertation, uh, there was a methodology that really stuck in my mind, which is called follow the thing in geography. So the most famous paper is where Ian Cook pretends he's a papaya and then talks about the papaya's biography, his birthplace, and how he ended up in Tesco's and supermarket in London. So um, I decided to do that about wigs because I knew the industry was super opaque. And um, yeah, no one knows really where wigs are from, how they're made, and the whole process behind that. And after that, I just became like obsessed with the industry. I was like, there's so many whys. And I sketched down all these solutions and manufacturing methods that really spurred the interest. And that's why I am where I am now. (laughs) 
I love it. And so you obviously experienced this problem. I mean, for those of us who've been to Vegas, we know how hot it can be. And you were like, why is there no solution for this? And so you kind of dive in head first. Did you have any previous experience as an entrepreneur? And then what drove you to go out and pursue this business? Right. So I started a clothing line in like my second, third year of university. And it was really fun. Um, I had a quite an okay Tumblr account and I posted some of them I handmade um, clothing on there. It went like viral on Tumblr and then I started selling them. And, you know, a few months later, we were on Topshop, we were in multiple Afropunk festivals. So that was great. So that was like my previous experience. I think that's like the boot camp for where I am now. I love that. So you were able to start this, this fashion line, kind of learn a little bit of assumably about like what it takes to run a product. So for those listeners who may not have experience with wigs or those who might be struggling, what does Green Natural do for those who wear wigs? Right. So the process of wearing a wig seems simple. You have a wig and you put it on, but it's, there's a whole like process of ordering, buying, wearing, living with a wig and even disposing a wig. So what we want to do is really simplify the whole process um, using technology, using innovative product tooling for that. So our first product is called the Wig Fix. So like you said, it's a silicone headband. So you put that on. And then you put your wig over it and all of a sudden your wig is secure. And as you wear it, it gently like massages your hairline throughout the day. So that stimulates um, blood flow, which can increase, which can um, counter hair loss. Yeah, it creates a, we use medical grade silicone. So it creates a layer between the silicone and your skin called occlusion. Um, So that allows the hair to retain like its natural oils, also protects and induces hair growth as well. Incredible. So, so many innovations and the wig industry specifically has never really been standardized and there's been very little product development or innovation sort of along the way. Why do you think it's taken so long for a product like this to come on the market? Honestly, that's like a frustrating question. And I was so frustrated that I built a whole company around it. Yeah. So the wig industry has pretty much been the same since 1983. It's the same four monopolies that supply 96% of the whole industry. And I think the um, manufacturing methods are, like I said, a super opaque, relying on really low labor. A lot of the lace frontals, for example, are produced in North Korea and accounted for um, just last summer or actually in 2020. Sorry, the years have been compressed recently. So in 2020, the U.S. border seized 20,000 tons of human hair from a uh, Uyghur Muslim camp in China. So that was going to be used for the wig industry. So it's really, really opaque. So I think that a kind of, uh, industry that relies on opaque manufacturing methods, it finds it hard to innovate. And also I discussed um, in my dissertation, misogynoir. So 70% of the industry's customers are black women. So that current stat is falling as wigs are becoming more popular and more people of different demographics are wearing them. But um, there have been so many studies linked to how there's um, a severe lack of innovation in uh, hair products catered towards the black community and even de- more dangerous components in the products uh, targeted towards black women specifically. So I think those two things really stagnated the industry. And I'd also like to add wigs aren't something that people wanted to talk about until very, very recently. It's like really mm-hmm. intimate. You know, and so, yeah, when you have that, it's like hard to visualize. It's uh, people kind of suffer in silence with their wigs um, up until really recently. And that's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do feel like the industry has become more mainstream, which is great to see. But alongside that, obviously, as you mentioned, there are these four big players that have kind of been owning it with very little innovation. So let's dive right into the weeds of like product development. What I love is that you weren't like, this wig needs to change. You were like, something needs to change about this whole experience. So tell us about your aha moment in Vegas when you were like, 
it's not necessarily the wig that's the problem. It's all that's happening underneath that's the problem. Right. So I love the look which wigs can provide. Like I'm not going to grow waistline hair overnight, but I can do that with a wig. So in Vegas, I was using like uh, like wig glues and then I was using like a velvet grip with Velcro and it kept snagging on my hair. And I was like, oh my God, I understand the pressure of the circumference of the wig, allowing it to um, be secured. However, this can be so much better. And I think like there's so many changes that needed to needs to be done in the industry. However, um, I started with the wig fix because it was like, what is the smallest change with the biggest effect that I can make right now to build revenue, build a community, and then counter all of the problems um, in the future. And that's kind of at the point where we are now. I love that. The, sim- the simplest solution in getting you there. So how did you fund the business initially? And what was that experience like getting it off the ground? So I was living in Bangkok at the time and I was like, hmm, I really don't want a clothing line. <laughs> I love fashion, but this really wasn't for me. And I still had this idea at the back of my head. So my idea was to um, go back to London, work for a startup, gain some experience, and then um, start this business. I came back to London and I actually sold the majority of my stock for my clothing band to like Australian festival brands. So that was the uh, initial injection into the business and allowed me to um, grow the business. And then um, six months in after launching, I interned for a startup for seven months. And the founder of that startup was like, you're obsessed with this. There must be something to it. So she is our first and only angel investor as of now. Amazing. And so do you have any want to go out and raise money for the company? Or are you happy with the way it's sort of growing now? Yeah, so I'm really happy with our growth trajectory so far. However, um, what we want to do is really focus on like product innovation. R&D takes a lot of money. I was able to, you know, this is a pretty small product, like looking down at it right here. So I was able, able to like build the cab myself, put that together, do the molding and sampling. However, with more of the products that we want to create and the manufacturing that we want, um, that will require some funding. So yeah. we're looking into that. So for the first prototype, you actually did it yourself. Is that is that what you said? Right. Yeah. So there's, um, I taught myself like solid works on YouTube and put together the first CAD and then went to professionals to clean it up. And then we got it 3d printed and then we went to a manufacturer. That was like the most cost effective way to build that. I love that. Such a scrappy mentality, but also obviously you probably learned so much around the way. How did you land on silicone? Like, did you try other materials at first? And then you were like, wait, this is it. I really wanted to be inspired by the medical industry. Um, Mm because I wanted something safe for skin and uh, conducive for like hair growth and uh, scalp moisture retention and all that. So silicone has been used for decades in the medical industry for like burn victims and people um, recovering from skin grafts. So that was like really um, the most obvious solution for us. And actually our manufacturer is a medical manufacturer producing like tubing and different like skin graft materials. And I was like, they were like, what is this for? And I was like, for wigs. And they were like, a long pause, but um, they got around to it. Relationship with them. I love that you have to take that risk. You have to take that that leap. And I love that you approached it from a medical solution as well. I was like, what works in that industry? What's you know comfortable? And and to your point, obviously it helps keep the weight in place, but it also stimulates hair growth, which is incredible. We're taking a pause here to give a shout out to one of today's sponsors, Claire. Claire is an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping. They offer a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick paint swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. If you're a returning listener, then you know I'm obsessed with all things interior design. If I wasn't a founder or entrepreneur, I would probably be an interior designer. And I'm always on the hunt for new ways to style my home, whether it's an impromptu renovation, new seasonal decor, or a fresh coat of paint. 
And that's why I'm so excited about Claire. Traditional paint brands offer thousands of colors, which can honestly be super overwhelming. And Claire focuses on fewer, better colors that are expertly curated through an interior designer's lens. And they offer so many tools to help make sure you get the right color for your project. I needed help choosing a color for something we're thinking about doing to our house this summer. And so I tapped Claire's Color Genius. It's a really fun two-minute quiz about your space and your style. And Claire delivers a personalized paint color recommendation just for you. It's basically like having an interior designer right there every step of the way when you choose your paint color. Claire also offers peel and stick paint swatches that are an exact match to the paint color and finish. And they're super easy to instantly see if the color is going to work in your space or not. Claire's paint formulations are also zero VOC, Green Guard Gold certified for better indoor air quality and meet the most stringent chemical emission standards so we can paint our homes with peace of mind. And finally, I love Claire because it's a women-owned business. It's so refreshing to see this new women-led brand take such a fresh approach to paint shopping. Visit Claire at www.claire.com party to get started on your own paint project today. It's so easy and fun. Use code party to receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's www.claire.com party for $5 off. Did you immediately seek a patent? I feel like getting a patent is a whole process in and of itself. So tell us a little bit about that, obtaining that patent. In this industry, it relies a lot on customer DIY and influencer creativity. And I feel like that is very much taken from them and they're not credited for it. That has been like such a big thing in the industry, even from the photos all the way to little increments that you make in your wig being mass manufactured and popularized by the big players in the industry. And then they're not credited for it. So um, I really wanted to uh, have a record that, you know, someone that looks like the people who wear wigs and is familiar with the industry. I've also had like scalp psoriasis growing up. So I'm super familiar with like the hair loss demographic and the um, black female demographic as well. So I wanted a record of a woman like me actually creating something in the industry. I think that's really important. And um, when people kind of go to our about page or read our blog posts, that really resonates with them. Like, she understands. So she's going to come at it at a different perspective with a different perspective. I love that. It's so important and so valuable for your business long-term. Obviously having that patent is extremely valuable as you build and grow um, and you create new products. So let's talk about mentorship. So you mentioned you had an angel investor. Did you have any mentors that have really helped you through your journey? And can you talk a little bit about securing angel investment and what that was like? With my angel investor, she she works in sustainability and doesn't know much about like e-commerce or the industry, but is next level when you have someone that really supports your vision and you only have one product to show for it. Like I had four samples at the time. And then I would also say Emma Abanye from One Tech and Capital Enterprise in London. So I met her through all of the like events that they ran in London, focused on like pre-seed founders. And yeah, she's been a huge supporter since day one and gives amazing advice as well. When it comes to seeking angel investment, I think there's so many resources that you can find. I think Twitter is like a godsend when it comes to this. I learn so much from strangers, so it's not like a formal mentorship, but you'll be so surprised how responsive people are when you have actionable requests and what you can just learn from their like uh, information sharing as well. Yeah, so I would say those two things. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I love that. Yeah, that's great advice. In terms of running a, you know, the Renatural, you're a global business. So you're sold obviously in the UK, the US, et cetera. How have you found each audience to be and what sort of marketing tactics have you used to kind of grow, not just in the UK, but across the globe? Right. So this is an interesting question because we are London founded and London born. However, from month one, 
Americans were paying $30 shipping on a $30 product and 80% of our orders were going to the US. Wow. So that's, that caused me to like scramble and get a warehouse in the US like in our second month, which I didn't expect until like much later. Just the customer, the demographic, I mean, it's a larger population for one. And then the demographics as well, quantifiably, it's like one in eight women suffer from alopecia. So it's like the general population. And then you have um, 33% of them wear wigs, according to the latest statistics. And then you have around 15 million black women in the U.S., approximately 44% of them wear wigs. Whereas in the UK, we have 400,000 black women and, you know, 44% of them wear wigs. So yeah, it's like night and day with the demographics and who we're targeting. Um, So I wasn't too surprised regarding that. Yeah, but I definitely suggest to any founder like International through PL, they are a lifesaver. Yes, absolutely. No, that's such good information. And obviously when you hear the numbers are staggering, like the opportunity is just so big. So tell us, you know, looking back when you were like in Vegas, thinking about this idea, did you ever think you'd achieve this level of success? And how have you been kind of dealing with the rapid growth of the business? I daydream a lot. So probably, yes. (laughs) Um, Is that quirky to say? Um, Yeah, I just know that there's like huge opportunity in this industry. And if it's not me, it's going to be someone or multiple people uncovering that and then scaling the industry. I mean, it's growing. It's one of the fastest growing segments in beauty right now, growing 15% year over year. So it's like a really exciting stat for me and seeing all these new companies pop up has just been like, it's like a wave we're all riding and it's super exciting. Wow, that's so exciting. And so what are the future plans for The Renatural? Like what products are you sort of excited to dive into? Are you staying in the wig space? Are you expanding beyond that? So yeah, we are staunchly focused in the wig space because I feel like there's so much it needs to be done and we've only scratched the surface with the wig fix. Um, We have a really, really big, exciting launch coming in October 2023. Um, We're currently in the lab, literally building that right now. And then we have accessory products, around four accessories launching until then as well um, to make the wig experience even better. We're like doing the filings for that regarding like patent and IP. So like yeah, can't talk too much about it, but really exciting stuff coming. What's even more exciting is that we have a 30,000 person wait list for a product that they don't even know what is. Um, wow. They don't know what the product is yet. So that's great because they're just like vouching. They know that they're really happy with their WigFix experience. So they're just like, what next? We're down that's incredible. Next. Yeah, it's building such a a strong community where there probably hasn't been much community in the past. That's incredible. And the product clearly speaks for itself. You have over a thousand five-star reviews on the site. You have an incredible video on your landing page where it shows a girl sort of throwing her head back and forth and like the wig is not moving. So um, how have you sort of cultivated this community over time? And, you know, where are you seeing the most success in terms of where you're marketing? Are you on social media? Is it word of mouth? Like where are you seeing the most traction? So I'm, there's something that I'm really happy that I did at the start. So we're three actually this month. And at the start, I was writing so many blog posts about just simple wig related topics, how to swim with a wig. Um, what if it's a windy day, if I live in a hot country with a wig? And a lot of those blog posts are now like the first page organically on Google search. Wow. So like that's really great that that's like built up and like we have just like a lot of organic reach. And then I would say Instagram and TikTok, it's a highly visual industry, highly visual product being in beauty. So those channels work phenomenally well for us as well. As well as um, paid advertising, it's a really simple demo. And like you said about the landing page video, that does really well with um, paid marketing on uh, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok as well. 
I can imagine yeah, so. those, those videos that capture your attention. Like, wow, look at that. Like that big difference is, it's so amazing. So I'm sure that performs really well for me, but the SEO piece from the blog, it gives is such good advice early on talking about the problem that you're trying to fix, getting that, you know, really good SEO value from the beginning. Okay. Let's end with some rapid fire sentence finishers. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I can't start my day without. I say gratitude prayer. Love that. And I practice self-care by sleeping. <laughs> Definitely got to get your sleep to anyone sitting on an idea that they're too scared to act on. I'd say have a really specific definition of what success is to you and make sure um, you analyze whether that idea aligns with that. Amazing. Thank you so much, Asia. Thank you so much for joining. Where can our listeners follow you and the Renatural online? So you can find The Renatural at The Renatural. So that's like their natural on all of our socials. And you can follow me at Hassia Jasmine on Twitter and Instagram if you'd like. Um, Hassia is Aaliyah with an S. That's like a really easy way for people to remember. So yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much, Adlin. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.